0: Who is listening to this podcast and welcome back. So, we had finished reading 30 chapters of the book Out of My Mind by Sharon and Draper, and we had finished reading 265 pages. So the last chapter was a bit small, and yeah. And also, I at the end of every episode I send all of you a challenge to record a voice message and tell me your thoughts about the challenge or the thing that I told you to send me about but as the last chapter was so small I didn't send you guys any challenge but I feel like I'll send you guys a challenge in this episode and I'll also tell you guys how to send me a voice message. So let's start reading chapter 30. Chapter 30. What happened today was all my fault. I should have listened. We should have all stayed home and spent the day together. But we didn't, because of me. When I awoke this morning, it was raining. Thunder, lightning, wind. A constant soaking downpour that laughed at umbrellas and raincoats. The air itself was grey and heavy, thick with too much moisture. I could hear it pounding on my window. Dad came into my room and sat down on our old reading chair. He held his wrist carefully. Mom had put his arm in a sling. Messy day out there, he said. I nodded. Your team got beat in one of the late rounds in DC last night, he told me. They got ninth place. A little bitty trophy. But they weren't my team anymore. I tried to pretend like I didn't care. I blinked real hard and faced the wall. I wish I could fix this for you, Melody, Dad said quietly as he headed out of my room. That made the tears fall for real. At first, I didn't want to go to school. I'd been excused, but because I was supposed to be in Washington, and if I went in, I'd still have—sorry—and f- if I went in, I'd have to sit all day in room H5 with Willie and Maria and Freddie. It seemed pointless. But as I thought about it, I changed my mind. I felt the sorry, for f- for myself, shift to mad again, and F—sorry. Okay, so, and also one thing that you guys don't know that I mess up a lot while reading. So you guys have to bear with me. Sorry, but please listen. But as I thought about it, I changed my mind. I felt the sorry for myself, shift to mad again. And the mad, me, decided that I was not going to sit at home like a kicked around puppy. I was going to show up and let everybody know they didn't beat me. Mom leaned on my door just then and said, You want to stay home today? No one will blame you. I shook my head forcefully. No, no, no. I kicked the covers off my feet. She sighed. Okay, okay, but the weather is ugly. And I woke up with a migraine. Plus, Penny is sick. And butterscotch threw up on the carpet. I had to put her in the basement. She got me bathed and dressed and took me downstairs. Usually, Dad carries me up and down the steps. But with his arm out of commission, Mom just grunted, lifted me and did it herself. She eased me into my manual chair. My electric chair and lightning storms don't mix well. Hooked up my old plexiglass stocking board, ditto for Elvira, then sat down to catch her breath. It looks like we're going to have one stormy day, honey, she said as she glanced at the wet mess outside the window. As she ran a brush through my hair, She whispered, I am so sorry my Melody, so so sorry about everything. I reached up and touched her hand. The rain continued to fall. She fixed me breakfast, scrambled eggs and cream of wheat and fed me. One spoonful at a time. She kept placing her palm against my forehead. She was unusually quiet. I wondered if she was thinking about how many times she had fed me, how many more times she'd have to do it. Wearing a floppy yellow hat and a yellow duck-footed slippers, Penny wandered into the kitchen, coughing and sneezing. Mom stopped feeding me, found a Kleenex and wiped Penny's nose. She hated that, of course, so she screamed like she was being tortured by enemy spies. Normally, Mom makes a game of it and wipes Doodle's nose as well to make Penny tolerate it better, but I guess she didn't feel it up to the but I guess she didn't feel it up to it this time. Then the phone rang. Mom answered. A spoon in one hand, the dirty Kleenex in the other. Hello. You what? You mean me to come in? But I'm off today. I'm supposed to be in Washington. She paused. Long story. I cringed. Penny continued to howl. She ought to put Penny in the basement with the dog. I thought, frowning. Butterscotch scratched furiously at the basement door. Penny, please! Mom cried out, cupping her hand over the phone. I can't hear. Penny quieted a little, but only because she had squatted down on the floor and put both hands in the butterscotch's water bowl, sloshing water all over the floor. Mom listened for a minute, then she said into the phone, How bad is the accident? Lots of injuries? Okay, I understand. I'll be there. But I have to wait until I get my daughter on the school bus. She hung up on the phone and sighed, squeezing tissue into her face, squeezing the tissue into her fist. I've got to go into the hospital, Chuck, she called out to that big pile up on the freeway. Are you dressed and ready? Dad came downstairs still in his pajamas. I'm not going today, he announced. You almost never take a day off, Mom said, a surprise frown on her face. My wrist is aching. The weather is awful and Penny has a cold, he explained. Why don't you just stay home with me today, he said to me. But no, I kicked and shrieked and insisted on going to school. Can't miss today, I pointed. Must go, must go. Mom just put her head in her hands once more. Get Penny out of the dog's dish, was all she finally said. Dad ripped a bunch of paper towels from the roll, cleaned up Penny's mess and wiped her nose with a wet paper towel. That started a screaming again. Her screech became a shriek. That was when she reached up and knocked over the cup of orange juice on my tray. My clean blouse was a sloppy mess. She did that on purpose, I thought angrily. Mom simply shrugged her shoulders and yanked off my shirt in one swift motion. She told Dad, Melody is determined to show up at school. Why, I do not know, but she may go as well. I couldn't explain to them that I wanted to see Catherine. Somehow, I felt like she'd talk to me and make me feel better. She's a college kid. She'd know what to say. Besides, I had to give her that card today. It took mom several minutes to find a nude shirt for me until she remembered all the clean clothes in my suitcase. When she rolled that red suitcase into the kitchen, I looked at her, then looked away, and I refused to cry anymore. For some reason, the bus came early that morning. I would just gotten my clean shirt on, my book bag still needed to be packed with my lunch and Catherine's card, and I had to go to the bathroom. Even over the noise of all the rain and thunder, the honk of the bus horn barely clearly, blared clearly. I, it always sounds like a goose in pain. I heard Dad open the front door to wave the driver on. He added, "Don't wait, Gus. Ga- don't wait, Gus. She's not ready." The driver, a sandy-haired guide, guy who's been on this route for a couple of years, peeped one more, once more, then rumbled on. Gus is really cool and often waits a few minutes as parents hustle to get their children out of their houses. It just takes us longer sometimes to get her together in the morning. Melody baby, why don't you just stay home with dad and Penny today, please? Mom asked as she lifted me off the toilet. It's such a a Nicky day. I kicked and cried out again, shaking my head. No, no, no. I didn't know why it was so important. But I knew I had to show up. Maybe I wanted to let everybody know what the team had done to me. I wasn't really sure. I only knew I had to go to school. Mom sighed and pulled up my jeans. When I got back in my chair, I pointed to thanks and mom. She just shook her head and stuffed my lunch into my book bag. The rain didn't seem to be letting up, so mom took a deep breath and started processing loads of me into the car. Process of loading me into the car. When I ride the bus, I simply roll down our ramp, down the driveway, onto the bus lift, and into a specially designed area of the bus that straps my chair into place. But when I ride the car, it involves a whole process of taking apart and putting together me, my chair and my stuff. Even with my manual chair, sorry, even with my manual chair, it's a pain. And Dad was no help. With his arm in a sling, he shrugged and tried to look like he was sorry he couldn't come out and lend Mama hand. I think he was enjoying it a little. And that made mom even more upset. The rain and wind, if anything, had gotten worse. Mom had trapped a huge plastic raincoat over me and my chair and another one over herself. But in seconds, the hoods had blown off and our heads were soaked. We headed slowly down the wheelchair ramp and the wind whipping at us and the rain attacking us from all sides. I thought it was exciting. I'd never seen the sky so dark at 8 in the morning. The thunder and wind made me feel like a scene out of a really good movie. My hair is short and curly and I think it looks sort of cute when it's wet. Good thing. Mom hates it when her hair gets wet. It gets stringy and limp. I gotta admit, Mom with wet hair should hide in the closet. She opened the car door on the, pass- on the passenger side and the wind blew it shut. She did it again, this time using me and my chair as a doorstep. The front seat of the car, of course, was getting soaked. She lifted me into the seat, strapped me in and began the process of collapsing my chair. Fortunately, most of it's plastic and leather and metal, but I knew it would stay damp all day even if somebody wiped it off real good when I got to school. Mom placed my chair among with my old communication board into the back of the SUV when she shut the truck she slammed it hard the rain continued to fall by the time she scooted into the driver's seat she was a dripping mess in a terrible mood i wish i could go back to bed she said grumpily as she put the key into the ign, ign-, ign- sorry as she put the key into na- ig- into the ignition my head is killing me why did i agree to go to work i'm supposed to be off today with you in Washington, she sighed heavily. I kicked my legs in response, but only a little. I didn't want to upset her even more. That's when I glanced down the, note. I glanced down and noticed she'd forgot my book bag. Catherine's car. I reached over and grabbed Mom's arm and pointed to my feet. What? She said, irritation in her voice. I kicked and pointed and grunted. Then I pointed to the house. Dad, who has changed who had changed into thick grey sweats was standing there at the front door grinning, my denning book bag in his right hand. And I could see Penny, still in her little yellow duck pyjamas and not a yellow rain hat, standing behind him. She had Doodle and mom's red umbrella in her hands. Lightning crackled. Thunder followed. The rain poured. I watched mom's hand tighten on the steering wheel. She made a noise that sounded like something, I would say almost a growl. Ah! She flung open the car door, stormed back out of the storm, up to the ramp, then she snatched the book back from Dad. She was sopping by the time she got back in the car. Dad waved his bandaged arm from the porch one last time, then turned around and went back to the dryness of the house. I watched as the front door almost closed. That's when I saw a small bundle of yellow dragging a red umbrella dart outside the house. I saw her for only a second, but I saw. I screamed, I kicked, I flailed my arms. The windows were almost completely fogged up, and they got even worse as I continued to act like i had been possessed by demons. Mom looked at me as if I had lost my mind. He screamed at me, Stop it! Are you crazy? But I wouldn't stop. I couldn't. I banged on the car win the car window, pulled Mom's shirt, hit her head, I pinched her, or at least tried to. I can't take any more, Melody, Mom screamed over the thunder. I hate it when you get like this. You've got to learn to control yourself. Now quit. She put a hand on the keys to start the car. I screamed, he reached over and tried to pull the keys from her. I scratched the back of Mom's hand. She smacked me on the leg. She'd never raised a hand to me before. Never. I still didn't stop screaming and kicking and jerking. I had to tell her. I had to tell her that Penny was out there. Never had I wanted words more. I was going out of my mind. I'm taking you to school and I hope they keep you. Mom mumbled under her breath. Angrily, she turned her on the car, a rush of air started to clear the windows. The windshield wiped. Vipers rocked at their fastest speed i cried huge sobbing tears i grabbed at mom's arms once more but all she did was shake but all she did was shake my arm away i could tell she felt like hitting me again but she didn't her lips were tight she looked out the rearview mirror she put the car into reverse i shrieked i screeched i yelled the rain poured the thunder roared slowly the big car rolled backwards i felt the soft thud I became deadly silent. Mum stopped, turning her head slowly to the left. Then she turned slowly to the right, almost as if I'm in slow motion, as she saw as she, sorry, as she saw Dad come running out of the house, a look of stark alarm on his face. Penny, I heard him yell, "Where's Penny?" Mum rolled the window down on my side. Rain poured in onto me, but I didn't care. What do you mean? She's with you. Mom's voice was low, but sounded frantic and very, very scared. She's caught out of the car. She looked down. She screamed for a long, long time. Her screams were louder than the police sirens that eventually came shrieking around our corner. Louder than the fire truck and ambulance sirens that followed them. Louder than my silent cries. I sat there for what seemed like hours. Basically, forgotten, strapped basically forgotten strapped in the front seat of the car as the rain poured in my open window I ached with fear okay so that was the end of chapter 30 of the book Art of My Mind by Sharon M. Draper, and we have finished reading 275 pages and that was a really hectic chapter and so the challenge for all of you for today is do you think that penny is okay or not or do you think that penny was actually lost or was she just playing a trick or was she just having fun okay so yeah send me a voice message about do you think penny was playing a trick on their parents or having fun or she was actually lost and was wandering around her house or near her house or you can send me a voice message on do you think Penny is okay or not so here are the two things that you need me that you need to send me a voice message on do you think Penny's okay and do you think she was playing a trick or was she really lost okay so send me a voice message about those things and here's how to send me a voice message go in the episode description and click the link then record your message and send it to me it will tell you to make an anchor account, but you don't really need to. You just need to fill in some details like your email, your name, your age, and some other stuff. And yeah, send me a voice message about do you think Penny's okay and do you think she was just playing a trick or was actually lost. Bye and see you for chapter 31 in the next episode.